Welcome everybody to 199. Sorry, what is it? Welcome. Sorry, I'm going to take it again. <laughs> do you want me to do it? I can do it. <laughs> Welcome everybody to 99100, the, the movie podcast counting up the top 100 movies of the year 1999. I am your regular host, Tino Mickens, and with us today is... Introduce yourself. You can say your name. Hey, hey. I was, I was thinking I would go last because I'm a special guest. Nah. No, Ryan oh. always goes last. No, Ryan's always <laughs> last. <laughs> that makes him so special. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm uh, Scott. I'm kind of the... And I'm Ryan. That's what that's what we do because I I always do that and I'm yeah Ryan. so uh, oh, I understand now okay I for the eight viewers that don't listen I understand to this, that so. the, our thirty listeners in Virginia are probably confused because they can't hear Sparky's voice um and yeah Sparky was at a wedding so he's not here but guess who is here Mr Scotty Rose yeah, the next best thing <laughs> and I I really commend you guys for for sticking on schedule I'm, I'm sure your your many viewers. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Um, no one listens to the podcast, and also it's a listenership. Yeah, don't say that. They're listeners, not viewers. So that's what Sparky would say if he were here. I just want to make sure that his energy. I call them, I call them the fans. The fans. The fans. Yeah. See, it's hard <laughs> because I have more actual physical fans in real life than I have fans of my sort of content and work. And so if I say fans, the 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 physical bladed spinning device sort of comes to mind at first. Hmm. What have you uh, been up to recently, Scott? Oh, not much. You know, I just moved to the the big city, Los Angeles. Not really. You sort of been um, here. You've been here for a while, right? Yeah, I've been here for. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like forever. You know, time's moving really slow. Uh, we're deep in quarantine. What week? Week six, week seven. Sure. Um. So still social distancing. You get any writing done today? Yeah, I did a little bit of a little bit of writing. Are you trying to keep it under um, wraps? Are you trying to be secretive about it? Well, yeah, I signed an NDA, so I can't really talk about these these projects. Oh, is this about the Bong movie? No, um, <laughs> no I unfortunately was dismissed from that project. Um, oh man! But you'll all see it when it hits theaters in 2025. Yeah, what was the, for the for the listeners? What was the yeah, Bong I've movie? An NDA. I'm not allowed to <laughs> disclose. <laughs> um, sure. But no, I, I mean, I, I am. I just recently became unemployed. I got uh, fired from the United States Census Bureau. Mm. Well, you didn't get fired. Yeah, it was sort ended. of a seasonal job, right? It ended. I was hoping there would be some kind of some jobs, um, you know, count looking through the data, you know, counting the counting the number of people that they counted, um, you know, after it ended. Sure. Uh, oh, no, they, yeah. They told me to hit the road. Damn. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we were able to fill your time a little more. With this yeah, week's, I'm, I'm making movie. the same amount of money doing this as I was on the census. So. That's not true. That's not true, right? What? They paid you money. You're, they paid you money. We're yeah. giving you. We're giving You're you twenty five an hour, right? Yeah, and we're giving you. Well, I mean, even if we gave you twenty five an hour, it would be a a, a pauper's sum, I would say. Okay, I see. You're <laughs> you're for the fans. You're making it sound like you're not actually paying me. So yeah, don't try to. No, yeah, we're giving you scraps. Try to get on the pod. Wait, we're not paying. I, who's you're paying him, Constantine? I'm not no, paying I'm this not guy. I'm not paying him. Sparky's paying him. He's the one with the cash. Yeah, talk to Sparky about that. All right, yeah, that sounds good to me. Ryan, you got anything? Do anything fun recently? Oh yeah, went apple uh, apple picking and pumpkin oh, picking. Nice. Just with the boys yes. though. Did you? What's the? Yeah, the boys. Can you sort of describe with a tone from your mouth how big the pumpkin was? I was gonna say do it with your arms, but they can't see us. So sort of describe. 
it was like an average sized pumpkin probably close to around 15 okay cool could you 17 yeah, pounds could you, but would it be okay uh, but would it be so, okay with you if you made a sort of a sound that sort of sounded like how big the pumpkin was you like you make the the size of the pumpkin with your mouth and then you make yeah. a sound through that size all right so here's my range then i'm gonna be like i'm gonna say screaming would be like a hundred pounds zero would be a whisper okay. <laughs> um so where i i got it it was probably probably uh around here like a bob a tiny pumpkin you know no i mean listen no, 100 right. 15 pounds it's 15 percent of a scream a hundred pound pumpkin do would be huge are you gonna you're gonna carve it you're gonna eat it of course <laughs> <laughs> what else would you do with a pumpkin scott just let it sit there and what rot? do you want to carve into it that do you is kind of what you do with it hey hey come on pumpkins have a lot going for them okay you can't just throw it to the wayside like that ryan what are you going to carve it into what are you going to make this pumpkin into uh the polls are open <laughs> um and biden is winning you know what to do fans <laughs> accepting all ideas sure all are, right. are you guys going trick-or-treating or what are you uh no we don't do that are you anymore. going trick-or-treating so if i did it absolutely well, i'm trying to decide what my friends are doing okay well you're i can't how, tell if it's weird or not how old are you scott I just turned 18. <laughs> just turned 18, just moved to LA, just got a new job at Tesla, and I'm feeling like a king. <laughs> I took the words out of my mouth. Is that a song? It, it's going to be a song soon. Um, and our movie this week was the 1999 classic spy thriller, Baby Geniuses, 1999. Uh- and what a thrill it was. My, Just incredible. My goodness. Star, starring Christopher Lloyd? Yes. I was starring shocked. Christopher Lloyd. I wouldn't say starring, but he's in there. Yeah, I was upset about the, that one. What, you wanted him to be the main character? Yeah, he's, he's the greatest actor in that movie. He's a very good actor, very talented, which, and he was uh, knocked down a, a peg when he was put into this which shit one was he? film. He was the main like scientist doctor guy. The evil one or the good one? They're they're both the evil. evil. Yeah, they both did kind of want to exploit Isn't young like everyone, children. So you know, was an antihero. Every single character. Interesting. The babies were evil. Definitely. The evil scientists were evil. The good scientists were evil. You know who wasn't an antihero though? Is those parents. Okay, we're no, get- they were evil too. No, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Listen, it starts out, and there's a breach. Okay, we don't know what's going on, but something's broken out of containment. Uh, these security guards are dashing back and forth. This film is very stylized. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> It'll be like... Yeah, like poorly edited? <laughs> yeah, poorly edited, shot very strangely. Like, it's like they wanted to do something sort of artsy, but they, the guy who did it don't, doesn't really know how to make a camera work, so it didn't work out. Um, and it turns out these security guards are chasing a baby uh, who broke out of containment, and this baby... Not just any baby. Oh, yeah. This is... Uh, this oh. is a baby genius. You could <laughs> he's say, a baby genius. yeah, you could say he's, you could say he's smart as heck, um, and he's like, right. okay, I gotta hide from these security guards. What am I gonna do? He sees a fountain. This baby stands like a statue in the fountain. The security guards find him because he doesn't look like a statue, and they take him back. And they're like, you're smart, and it's not really that smart of a thing to do, if we're being honest, right? Like that's, well, he's a baby. Of course, he's not going to have a good idea. Well, right. But like, okay, but like <laughs> the whole premise of this movie, which we learn in like the next few minutes, is that babies 
are geniuses and they sort of know all the secrets of the universe and that everybody when they're born is like that and then they lose it when they turn a certain age so he should know that that's not going to work right right i think it's one of those kind of curses where you know you're cursed with the the genius brain you know everything you know how the world works uh but you can't do anything you're a baby you can't talk you can't you know hold stuff you can't walk sure except except for sly can that's sorry what (laughs) that's true yeah sly Sly has that i thought his name was sylvester yeah but sly is we call him sly sly is short for sylvester oh like sly stallone is that a thing Mm -hmm. and sylvester and the family (laughs) oh shit (laughs) (laughs) but scott what were you saying about yourself you got you have some kind of curse where you're a baby but you so you can't do anything but you're a genius is that what you just no, said? No, I'm not a baby. Well, I'm flattered that you would call me a genius. That's really nice. You said it. Um, but no, no, I'm just I'm just a guy like you. <laughs> but why? Okay, listen, I'll, I won't. I'll, I'll well, go past it. No, I, I'm just saying I could imagine, not necessarily speaking from experience, but I could imagine <laughs> that someone would have the same kind of curse that these babies had where they know everything. Mm. They know how the universe works, but they're just babies. They can't talk. They can't, you know, control their bowels. Right. Can't use utensils on their own. But that's the thing is that Sly, Sly is kind of, Sly's better than the other babies. He's got something. He's got a little, a little spark, you know? Yeah, because he likes TV, you know? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he likes to watch TV. I, you know, that probably did help him age really quickly. Here's my question about this whole thing. It's like these, these young children are supposed to be geniuses, but they're still entertaining them with like baby toys and shit. Isn't that like super insulting to a child? Who has the intelligence of, like, Einstein or some shit? That kind of factors into my theory on that they're not actually geniuses. Okay. The one part that did convince me of that is when they they showed that baby playing piano, and he was really just mashing keys, and then they, like, tried to make it where they, it fed into a computer and it became a good song, but that was the computer working. You know what I mean? That wasn't even the baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, he was he was he was like Scott, where he played like sixteen songs at the same time. So to you, it just looked like keyboard mashing. Right. Was it, it? It was that the computer like slowed it down so we could hear it on like a yeah, like it separated. Yeah, it went the, the songs. same rate that you know our normal ears can hear. Of course, of course. How could I? How could I realize? Uh, not that. How could I not realize that? <laughs> Listen, the point is, Sly's got a twin. Okay. A twin named Wit, men, aka Wit, and Wit. What another horrible, stupid name. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think like, is, are, <laughs> is there someone that they named them after? Are there like someone named like Sylvester Whitman or something? Because Whitman's not even a first name, <laughs> right? I mean, neither is Sylvester really. You never well, meet any of those. But that it's <laughs> Sylvester yeah. Stallone, right? <laughs> and Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> <laughs> those are the only main two. Um, but yeah, uh. So he's got this twin, and this twin is living in a house, a normal house, with a bunch of other babies, um, right? Am yeah, I... not just any normal house. <laughs> it's like a fucking like, uh, it's like a kindergarten. Right. It's like, like a little twenty-four hour kindergarten. They have like ten babies running around. I wouldn't call it. A... Well, I think they're a... they adopted them, right? It's like a... it's it's a little foster home, right? But they're still doing like experiments on them, right? In the house. Yeah. Yeah, that the whole thing was like the dad was like another baby researcher, but he got taken out by Baby Corp or some shit. Yeah, it was like the mom and pop researchers. 
But they weren't doing by yeah. Respect baby small court. businesses. They weren't doing anything nearly as bad as Baby Corp. Baby Corp had these kids in cages. These these this this little this kind little couple was just raising them like normal kids. You know. I mean, you know what Baby Corp did have? What? Robotic Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, we forgot about that. That's sick. There's this whole that thing. That was weird. Well, yeah, it is weird. <laughs> but there's this whole thing where it's like. Let me, let me be the first to tell you. It's a weird movie. <laughs> and um, I, I honestly don't think it could happen in real life. Well, that's debatable. We might get to that later. I think it probably could. But uh, there's this whole indoor amusement park. Um, and the the main thing about this amusement park is that there's a giant baby robot sort of thing that sort of interacts with the kids and it's supposed to be fun and sweet but it looks terrifying and if i was a child i would run away from it um uh i don't know what happens next ryan scott anybody um sylvester breaks out again (laughs) but this time he makes it to the big city to new york even i think Looked like That's it. pretty good. He gets hit by cars. That was good. Yeah, dude. And then he goes and like goes on a little <laughs> cool shopping spree. Oh yeah. Uh, he goes to I baby guess. Baby, baby guess. Yeah. Well, I I thought the whole movie would be about him and the homeless guy who was gonna sell him for ransom. Oh my god, that was. I was the hoping best. that would be kind of the, the rest of the plot. <laughs> just the two of them like learn to love each other. That like would be sweet. Stockholm syndrome kind of thing, but. Uh, no, he ran away. He escaped that, too. He's too good at, at escaping. I mean, his Stockholm Syndrome, like, slots are probably already filled up. I feel like in your life, you can only really have Stockholm Syndrome for so many people, you know? Depends on how many times you get kidnapped and sold for ransom. <laughs> he was also a genius, though, and knew that, like, this guy was just a sus homeless man sitting on the street in his own feces. That's an assumption. I was hoping it would be, like, a he's, like, a Jesus in disguise kind of thing, and only the a baby with a pure heart of gold would know that this is not actually like it's whatever a, Ryan just said. Right, like it's a test. <laughs> um, you know, that's... I, uh, but no, they, they, he escaped again. They just went. They kept going with the baby corpse um, storyline. But we got we to gotta talk about the, the shopping spree, I think, um, where Sly sort of... Sly sort of uh, dances. They're, oh, my gosh. I just remember. They play a version of putting on the Ritz in this movie, which is oh, it's right. a little techno remix of putting on the Ritz. And let me tell you about this, because when it started playing, I immediately recognized it. It popped into my head immediately that this was a version of Putting on the Ritz written by a man named Taco. You can look him up on Spotify. He's been making. That can't be a it's, real name. It is hundred. Well, I don't know if it's his real name, but it's his. It's his artist name at least. And uh, yeah. he has a whole album on which there is a song called "Tribute to Tino," which is how I found this man. Because I was, go- I was wow. no, it's small not world. It's a very small world. So that that it threw me for a loop. I didn't you know in Taco, eh? I didn't expect to hear Tacos putting on the Ritz anytime soon. It's been a while. I'll say it. Wow. Do you think this movie <laughs> launched Taco's career, or just absolutely killed it, prevented it from? Doing <laughs> I think it absolutely else? just That's killed it. It's a fantastic it. question. I think it's probably the only. I mean, it's probably the that's it's probably the biggest check Taco ever received. You know. Poor Taco. Think about how you guys much try to get him to come on the pod, or her. Yeah, yeah who, who's to say? But I, I think Taco is probably, it's probably fine not being on the pod. I don't know. I mean, what could we really give them? You know, they've already been in in Baby Geniuses. They've already put on the Ritz. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Uh. What else? He does the the little Bee Gees dance yeah. when he uh puts on the the fancy suit. Puts on the John Travolta suit. Yeah, oh, that was pretty right. adorable. I couldn't. 
couldn't help but smile at that. <laughs> but the rest of the movie, I was just scowling the whole time. For real, though, it must have been so much money that they put into this movie. Because, like, that CGI they use, they use some really bad CGI for the for the babies talking. Do you know what I mean? No. The, for their mouths to... You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's like a mixture of sometimes the babies would actually be moving their mouths and sometimes it's CG. But it must have been so expensive to make this movie and it flopped. Like... Look, if Toby Turner can do it on an orange, I don't think they would have had very much trouble doing it on a, a small child. I mean, this was back in like the 70s. Ex- they didn't well, have the technology. <laughs> Scott, it's 1999. You know exactly what year it was. <laughs> but no, I mean, even in um, 1999, like the annoying orange came out in like, what, 2010? Also, Toby Turner, Toby like Turner guess, didn't yeah, make the annoying orange. Toby Turner didn't make that. That was already a thing. Right, and also I was gonna say it came uh, out well, after Toby Avatar Turner got canceled, so let's CGI not keep saying his so. name. Sorry, what, Scott? <sighs> Sorry, I was just saying that the Annoying Orange came out uh, after Avatar had changed CGI forever, so uh, they really didn't have to break any new ground with the Annoying Orange CGI. You would think, I mean, knowing <laughs> that, you would okay. think that the Annoying Orange would have better CGI. Frankly, I mean, I I see no problems with it and gets the job done. It's an orange that talks. It's but it's an orange with what a human mouth? An orange wouldn't an orange would have an orange mouth. No, I think it's, yeah, I think it's just an orange's mouth. He's got teeth. The mouth an orange would have if it had a mouth. You're telling me an orange would have a full set of human teeth? Yeah, how's it going to eat? Anyway, I, I also had a, a big question about the CGI. In it's the movie. Fuck. <laughs> um, how do you think they made the babies cry? Because there's a bunch of scenes where the babies are crying. Do you think that was... They CGI'd the, the weeping babies? I think they just put the babies in the room with no adults and one guy with an air horn. Maybe something like that, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy, that. I think. If I had to make a baby cry, if I had to make a baby cry for a movie, I would probably just play some kind of crazy music or something, right? Some kind of loud music. Right, isn't that what the um, the CIA does in uh, in Middle Eastern countries during war? Yeah, but I think it's sort of a different context, right? If this? you're, if you <laughs> sorry, do you guys get, ever get political on the Potter? No, we do. Don't we go do. Too far. No, yeah. keep going. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, we. Uh, yeah, I think it's sort of a different context where, like, if you're if you're playing loud music at like 3 a.m. outside of a sort of a, 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 a someone's home who's housing like rebels because you know that you're gonna attack them the next morning. I think that's different from playing loud music to make a baby cry just to get a shot, you know. I mean, it's both just trying to make money in the end. <laughs> yeah, I guess, man. Hollywood industrial complex, the military industrial complex. Yeah, man, for sure, bro. You know, have you seen the house you live in? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I live in it every day. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of What's money. The, uh... That's a lot of money. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, for, the, for the fans who don't know me, I just recently shacked up with a, a billionaire in the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> and so I've been just kind of living in a closet yeah for the past few months it's free though so it's pretty sick that's true now she makes me pay oh really <laughs> pay 20 dollars rent yeah damn so you really do need us to pay you then i guess that's that's <laughs> yeah, that that's wasn't I was a joke banking on doing this Dang. i'm gonna waste my time otherwise yeah that's fair okay I'll, I'll venmo you later after we finish but um thank you no sparky oh yeah will. i forgot sparky say sparky's taking care of it <laughs> the point is um it turns out that sly is sort of on a little quest to find it seems his brother whitman right um 
he's going down the street. He 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 gets into a little baby's carriage and he starts like flirting with this little baby. Weird scene, you know, like what? This all happens actually before the montage going into baby guess, but uh, uh does it though? Because when he goes to the mall is when he switches yeah. right? Well he gets into her carriage, change it's a girl by the way, so this kid player gets this hot babe i'm not gonna finish that sentence yeah man um, i already touched on all of that gets, you just <laughs> you double treaded it but it's it's worth you know really thoroughly going through it yeah take some time she he gets into her carriage switches clothes with her and then he's wearing girl clothes but since they're so young they kind of look indistinguishable and that's when he goes to baby sure, guess. and that's when he gets his new outfit which ends up somehow being the exact same outfit that whitman is wearing to the mall when his mother brings him to the mall, right? And they're in the and they're in the play place. They're oh. in the play section, with the with the ball pits and the slides and stuff, and uh, they run into each other, bang zoom. And also the the goons are, are you know running after them. Oh right, baby corp yeah, is baby, baby corp, corp goons. They're actively seeking out the these little boys. Well, because they know that he's there. I think they followed the carriage or something. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, they're good goons. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you say they're good goons or goofy goons? No, they're good goons. They know what they're doing. They're pretty goofy goons, too. They, they're they're, they're <laughs> bad guys. I'll, I'm not going to ignore that. They're bad people, but they're good well, at doing in, their in job. A, in, a way, in a way, they're good guys, though, right? Because they're trying to save a baby who just has no reason to be alone in New York City. Yeah, they're saving him so they night. can take him back to their lab and do evil experiments on it. Yeah, well, that that's evil a whole me. different story. I'm just talking also, about the like, goons. If you really think about it, what's so evil about these experiments they're doing in the first place? I mean, we see these babies. Sure, they're locked up. That's pretty messed up. I'm not, you know, I'm not for incarceration. But these babies, they're in nice clothes. They got a nice bed. They're they give they get toys. They eat food, and what the scientists just like monitor their their brain patterns. That's like it. Right? That is true. The only thing I can think about that they did that was evil was just kind of, you know, be mean to they, each other. And exploit them for billions the, of dollars. The lady who's in charge, she was really mean. She was mean, yeah. But how are they exploiting them for billions of dollars, Ryan? This whole company's called Baby Corp. Once they're not babies anymore, what do they do with them? Just They get no dollars, that's for sure. And they're kicked out to the, I would imagine, to the streets, hopefully. But not my murdered question or is, how is Baby Corp profiting from the babies? I didn't see a single... I mean, is Baby Corp? Baby Corp is connected to the amusement park, right? The Jurassic but World, yeah. It's not like the babies are helping with the Jurassic World. They also sold baby products. I mean, I would imagine you got to diversify your business gotcha. operation, especially if one of them is not profitable. So it's like how like companies will like test products on animals, but they're just testing stuff on babies. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Do companies do that? And then they're trying to get the babies to like design shit for them, I thought. I don't know. Do you think if we watched the movie more carefully, we would know this? Or is this just one of those I think that plot holes that we discovered? I think that maybe there's like, because there was a lot of exposition at the beginning that I sort of tuned out because it was so poorly written. So there's probably like a line in there somewhere. I fell asleep <laughs> last night watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what happens after the montage? Oh, what happens after the... Uh... The um the dad the dad of the other home with the ten kids he's like oh the kid told me the idea to hire ten more babies under this this thing we get twenty five hundred dollars a baby we can conduct our research and live rent yeah, free it was yeah and that's where I that's a good scheme that's where you stopped Ryan <laughs> yeah 
I that's all I remember. So yeah, that was the, the dad the dad starts to understand uh, some things that that are coming out of the baby's mouths. He can sort of speak baby, um, which is weird to me. Uh, it's never really explained why, um, but he can, and he starts to collaborate. Because he has like the child still inside of him, right? He has and like so an inner child. Wonder. And is that like a comment on men in general? Is that you, what that's saying? Damn. Yeah. That's a lot. This movie is so ambitious. <laughs> it really does tackle a yeah, lot. Yeah, I was really Yeah, I was really surprised at how solid of a movie this was and how shitty shittily executed it was at the same time. Yeah, no, I mean from, you know, the acting to the writing to the themes, you know, to the the special effects, <laughs> the music. All bad. It was a, a, great flick all terrible just all bad there's a thrill there was intrigue there was romance so the point is well scott you are the resident uh musical expert here uh so maybe you could enlighten us on some of your favorite tunes in this film besides Um, besides putting on the ritz by taco of course as i've already touched on oh yeah they did the staying alive one which was good okay yeah we talked about that already made me chuckle um and i don't know the rest was just uh forgettable (laughs) you know movie music (laughs) sick um so it was a bad movie yeah no <laughs> get a good composer yeah it's terrible no, man um i mean did you th- what did you think of the composition that the kid was writing at the beginning if we're if we're talking about scott being a music guy what'd you think about that composition did you like it oh it was it was beautiful and i wish it didn't stop yeah oh that i don't was- know if you guys understood it but it was it was really good i mean you know music is sort of a thing where you don't really have to understand it to enjoy it i think you know but there's this new type of music that only babies make, and uh, and when normal people listen to it, it just sounds like garbage. But when people like me or you know real musicians, right, and, uh, listen to it, and it, it makes, sounds like Chopin, and it makes sense to you because you're a baby, right? Um, yeah, I still have that inner uh, child. Cool. So <laughs> so earlier when I asked you about what you meant when you said that you were cursed with the baby genius, right, you called me a genius, which um, well, yeah, was but really nice. you tried Thank to you. say you weren't a baby, but you are, you are. No, 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 now you call me a genius. Now you're calling me a baby. You keep changing your, uh, Scott, changing your tune. Well, one could say that you were a yeah, baby do you, genius. Do you know what the name of this movie was? Right. <laughs> it was the baby geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the point is Sly and Wit switch places. Sly goes back to the, to the foster home. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, 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 he's a freaking little Che Guevara of himself in that building hatching a little like revolution plot trying to get all the babies free you know um and just like che did just like che and just again just like che he is able to hypnotize his captors in their sleep um and he yeah he basically gets the there's this guy who works in the house who's like a plumber um who's like really zany and kooky and then there's this guy they never explain why the plumber lives in the house yeah. You should never let a plumber live in your house. No <laughs> matter a, how bad the problem is. He's like he he's like he like you know how Mr. Miyagi lives in the building but he has his own little spot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, say no more. He's the Mr. Miyagi character. He is the Mr. Miyagi character of the movie. And in addition to him there's another employee they have at this little foster home daycare thing whose name is Dicky, right? In truth, but he I call him Ice Pick. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody who's in the know calls <laughs> him Ice Pick. a sick name. 
I'm not in the know. Can somebody rem- remind me of what happened? So, uh, he, he the first time we see this guy, he walks on screen just covered in different shades of pink clothing, dyed that pink. Awesome. Yeah, it looked pretty sick. Dyed pink hair, crazy spiked out, hella chains. He's got a he's got a studded collar on, fingerless gloves, and he goes, "This no, is a this- baby." <laughs> No, this is Ice Pick. <laughs> yeah, this is the villain baby, Ice Pick. He uh, he's pretty out there. No, so it is a baby. <laughs> it's not. I was kidding, but Ice Pick comes in. No. And he's like, "It's not Dicky. My name's not Dicky. It's Ice Pick." And they say, "No matter how outrageous you act, I'll never fire you." And so that sort of explains why. Oh, yeah, that's good. That sort of explains why when he acts so weird after he gets hypnotized by the babies, he acts. They, nobody really cares because they're like, "Oh, it's just it's just Dicky," you know. Right, he also right. later gets a large nose ring in his nose and a tattoo on his forehead of a stop sign. That's the state that we see him in. <laughs> that's pretty good. And that's how he ends up, right? That's his final state? That is his final form, yeah. I guess, actually, no, I think in the very, very end, we see him back to normal Dickie, but, uh, but I don't know. Um, I guess his arc was kind of unclear Scott. to me. He was trying to get fired. <laughs> he kept having these like little crises where he would reinvent himself and make a new name. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, <laughs> Scott. Yes. If uh, you get a stop sign tattoo on your forehead, I will contribute the twenty five dollars that we owe you towards that. Towards the stop sign tattoo. Well, uh, what you said he had a tattoo yeah, or something. Tattoo is going to run stop sign three thousand, four thousand. Yeah, we. I'll cover twenty five dollars. Yeah, I, I mean, if you get a small stop sign, you could probably get something for twenty five bucks. Like if really, I'm do tiny. It, I want a nice one. Okay, that's fair. You want it to look real, photorealistic stop sign on your forehead? Why don't you just go yeah. the whole nine, get sort of a surgery, or place your head with a stop sign? Thoughts? <laughs> uh, then I'm worried I wouldn't be able to see or hear. Well, or taste. You could you stop. Know. You could stop. Like no, nobody's I would not be business. stopping. People, people would, would stop. I'd be <laughs> running <laughs> around. Stop. Imagine, imagine. You'd be you'd be walking down the street, and people would everyone would stop. Wouldn't that be a cool power? Mm, people already do that when they see me. <laughs> Right, because you're like point and call me names. Right, because you're like a baby who's walking around on on their feet like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> so yeah, Sly hypnotizes the 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 plumber and Ice Picky um, in order to drive the a bus from the foster home to Baby Corp to free all these babies. I don't know where they get the bus from. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but the one of them, Carrie. One of the babies stays back in order to explain to the dad what is happening so they can help. Um, and they do. And Sly makes it. And he freaking takes over that big old baby robot from Jurassic World. And uh, he scares the hell out of those scientists. Right? <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. And the other one. And But he, does, does he actually like hurt them? or does, I think he just scares them, right? No, he punches them. Right? He gets in the little robot and he socks them. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So it's they're yeah, they're down for the count. They they probably didn't survive. I mean, that's a metal fist coming straight for your head. That's not a good. A full-on massacre. Um, and then uh, the babies are free. We see months later. Oh, somehow the dad got an injury on his head, and we see months later the dad is coming to, and uh, and he can finally remember everything that happened. Um, and we meet all the Wait, babies. The dad was in a coma the the whole time. I don't know if he was in a coma, but he had some kind of memory loss issue. 
because what happened was there's like okay you can really plot out the script of this movie where someone said someone like told them a note on a on like a plot hole and they like went back and changed something in the script to fix it like the dad goes because the dad the dad understands everything Carrie is saying and he he understands that babies know the secrets of the universe but he can't ask her about the secrets of the universe because he has to go save baby corp and if he did not lose his memory at baby corp then he would have gone home and learned the secrets of the world from Carrie and that would have been just too much too weird to end the movie on <laughs> I can't imagine being like a big movie exec and someone says whatever you just said to me and then I think about it and go, well, that's good, but you should do this with Baby Corp instead and what? throw another $20 million at it and make it a movie. Scott, you wrote a movie for a guy who wanted to write a movie hey, about yeah, yeah, a bomb. This is a, <laughs> all top secret. <laughs> Everyone will hear about it in 2025 when it comes out. Okay, so the point is he doesn't learn the secrets of the universe Ice Picky no longer has a tattoo on his forehead. He's a nice kid. And the twins are safe and free and happy with the family. And then we get a musical montage. No, no, no. It's a sad ending. All the babies cross over and they lose their they lose the secret to the universe. They become idiots just like the rest of us. The babies do all cross over. I thought that was tragic. Sure, but it's a but it's a natural part of life. Like you have to sort of accept it, you know? Okay, here's the thing though. If they're so smart. Why didn't any of them think to just write down what was going on inside their head? Because that's and, what I was well, saying. That's they, why I think they're not actually geniuses. They only know how that's to write. No, they only know how to write in cuneiform. Christopher Lloyd explained earlier oh. in the movie that when they scribble right. on paper, it's actually cuneiform letters. They couldn't learn a, a useful writing system. They are born with they're the so knowledge. Smart. They don't learn it. They are born with the knowledge. No, it sounds like they're born from like in 3000 BC. No, it's like they're bo- you guys didn't even watch the movie. They're born with the secrets <laughs> of the universe. They say but it the multiple times. The secrets of the times. universe is in cuneiform. What about before cuneiform? Sanskrit even. That's, That's a right. good point. Yeah, I didn't think Sanskrit. about that. That's a good point. But wasn't cuneiform like the Case first plays. language? Point is, it's it a happy ending. It's a happy ending. Everyone's safe. Do you guys think there's an equivalent to crossing over for guys like us now that we've already crossed over from the baby world yeah i think it's when we like die like no. i was hoping you would really say high no sorry yeah oh wait uh do we have an ad our sponsor this week is the only piano uh i don't know if you guys heard about this but pianos recently got sort of outlawed um by you know the government the you could you could say whatever you want the government the sort of higher powers amongst us um the lizards that sort of live within our walls and sort of run our society from the shadows point is pianos got banned and now this is the only piano and i'll tell you about it because listen i know i'm being vague so i'll tell you about it this piano you play it and you can mash anything it's much like the piano and baby geniuses you can mash any keys and it plays the national anthem no matter what you do and it's it's a sick piano actually and i'm i've been loving it these past few weeks just oh say can you see you know what i mean you guys know the song <laughs> have you guys uh, have you guys tried out your pianos yet well scott's the piano guy so i'm gonna let him take this one. right and there's only one of them right so i've been kind of using it the whole time mm-hmm. i'll let you guys yeah. borrow yeah, it so. <laughs> um no but but are you enjoying it 
Uh, yeah, no, it's the same as a regular piano. But except it only it's plays... It's just as good as the one I already had. <laughs> but you were... But, I mean, were you ever playing songs besides the National Anthem before? Oh, yeah, no. I've I probably actually never played the National Anthem. But but every time you play this... That's but every time you play this piano, it is the National Anthem, no matter what you do. So how does that feel? Oh. Is oh. that what that song is? <laughs> You weren't listening to me, were you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I thought it was one of those things where you read the ad and, and we zone out. Yeah, I know. And we come back, pick up where we left off. <laughs> All right, cool. I didn't know we were a part of the ad. All right, so go hey, to... I got, I, got, I got another ad, too. I, I, um, oh, yeah, you want to bring in an ad? I, one of my family members sponsored it and asked me to read it. Okay, yeah, go um, for it. This is Ryan Fixes Your House. And it's that's the name of the company. Okay. And it's... It's run by my my buddy Ryan. Is it this Ryan? He'll fix, is it he'll this? fix any. Uh, um, his last name is. Oh, okay, yeah. And fuck, he said my last name. He, um, <laughs> you just call him up. He'll you tell him your address. He goes to your house. He does whatever kind of handiwork you need to do. You know that's um, actually that's great for me because I uh, just recently had a really bad uh, toxic sewage spillage in my bathroom. And that was, it was so bad that it caused, we, I was out of the house. I was on a vacation and it happened when we were gone. The water damage was so bad that the entire floor caved in. So my house right now is just sort of a, it's okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll give you his number. Do you want it right now? Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's eight, five, eight, two, four. Wait a minute. (laughs) That's that's not Ryan's number. (laughs) That's eight, five, eight. Two, four, three. Oh, I actually, I think you missed, <laughs> I think you missed uh, one number there. You actually missed, uh, said it's actually right, 852342. So... <laughs> no, no, no. The rest of it you All had right. it, but it was, so it dial... was what I said and not what Ryan said. All right, dial 858-GOOD-HAMMER yeah. in order to get a, an, a 50% discount. That's going to be from, my number again. From, from... <laughs> <Just> <laughs> it's 50% discount from Ryan's home building services. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for sponsoring this episode. All right, you guys. Beat him up a bit. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pay him. Okay, we're going to get out of the ad now, okay? <laughs> Yo, did you guys have any highlights? I had... Uh, listen. I think probably my first highlight was when... Well, what kind oh, of highlight? Yeah, my, my Miller highlight, Champagne of Bits, was probably when they opened up the amusement park and there was that Ice Cube concert going on in the background. And, you know, and he was like, today was a good day. And the kids were like, yeah, I get it. Because every day is a good day for us little babies because we're kids. I like that part. Oh, yeah. Except Ice Cube wasn't in this one. Oh, shit. That was Kid Rock. That must have been a Kid Rock. I mix them up all the time. Sorry. The problem is that I didn't see a lot of this movie or don't remember (laughs) it, rather. What? No idea if Kid Rock was or was not in this film. We do our jobs. We watch the movie. You're getting paid the same amount as us. Ryan did not it's watch not the, movie. Not the movie. Ryan did not watch the movie last week. Instead, he watched half of Baby Geniuses and then decided that for this week he didn't have to finish it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, so you don't know how it ends. I got the gist from the YouTube like thumbnail when you <laughs> scroll over the, the time bar. Kid um, Rock. Well, hey, I got a, I got a highlight. Yeah, go for it. It's, called, it's the end of the movie. What kind of highlight yeah, wait, 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 Scott? Scott, what, what kind of highlight, highlight was it? It's my my Miller highlight. Well, yeah, it's, but can you say the it's whole? It's the end of the movie. Can, no, can you say the whole? T- can you say the whole name of the bit though? The Miller highlight, or the champagne challenge. No. What was the last part? 
Champagne of bits. Champagne of bits. It's the champagne of bits. My Miller highlight champagne obit is at the end of the movie, right? Yeah, because the movie was over. Damn. Yeah, real oh, funny. Yeah, get back to my life. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my That's actual. My okay, yeah, I get it. We get it. Okay. <laughs> my Miller highlight <laughs> champagne bits. Champagne of bits. <laughs> champagne of bits. Like the champagne of beers. Have you heard of it? That's right. Yeah. My actual. The the gag. My actual Miller highlight champagne of bits was when. Well, really, the fact that Sly was trying to just hypnotize. Um, the plumber while he was in bed, but the but Dicky was so stupid that he also got hypnotized just sort of by proxy because he was standing like five feet away. So that was my highlight. Ryan, you got anything? That's a good highlight. Yeah, I like the dancing part in uh, the guess baby sure. guess. That was my my uh, Miller highlight. The champagne of bit. That's another good highlight. Yeah, I like that. What do you mean? We talked about it for like ten minutes. Yeah, no, I said that's a good highlight. He... <laughs> oh, I thought you said that's not a good highlight, and I felt attacked. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry if I uh, offended you in some way. Um. Oh, that's wait, no, my name. actual Miller highlight champagne of bits was when Dickie came in dressed as a monk with a ponytail, and he was like, ohm, and then um, the one lady who works at the foster home was like, quit it with your rapping, son. That was funny. <laughs> that was good. Who was that lady? <laughs> I have no idea. Just like another, she also just you know. Lived there. Yeah, one a nanny or something of some kind. You guys, you guys, can I ask you something? Yeah, anything. Yeah, go Who's ahead. Who's the boss? The boss baby. Okay, that's couldn't be more. Yeah, that was Alec Baldwin. Completely that's different. A, film. But I, I like it though. I like the spunk. Hey, I got a question, kind of like that. I've been thinking about this a lot. How come the boss baby wasn't a woman? Because uh, the title would be uh, so verbose. You know, it wasn't no, even the title a, would like still a, be a challenge baby. of sexism. Yeah, what? what? No, it would be woman you boss baby. You think so, Ryan? You think <laughs> no, they would have changed it? <laughs> it's 2020. There's no reason why a or boss baby girl could boss not baby. be. Oh, that could be maybe the sequel where her daughter becomes, she takes up the family business or whatever they do it's in the, the movie. It's the sequel where she there's moves. There's no reason when someone says boss baby, you don't, you immediately think of a man boss baby. Here's what, here's I was Sorry. raised in a sexist society. Can you guys society. shut the fuck up for a second? Scott, I have a, something to pose to you. How do you know the baby from Boss Baby is a boy? You're right. I never wasted my time to watch the movie. Exactly. But, yeah, but it is played by Alec Baldwin. Sure, so. but uh, didn't Kate Blanchett play Bob Dylan one time? I mean, anything's possible. Uh, it was one of those he like really transforms himself to try to get an Oscar or something. Yeah, but you could. I mean, to become a female Boss Baby. <laughs> sure. I think that the boss was. Uh, that one baby who was in Baby Corp, Basil, who was like a total loser, but he knew how to play piano. He was mostly right about stuff. So Doesn't make him a loser. No, but he was, though. <laughs> he was a loser, and also he knew how to play piano. I wasn't I wasn't equating those two, but they were both true. Sorry, Scott. Um, no, no, it's fine. I misheard you. <laughs> Ryan, do you have a boss? I misheard you as conflating the two. Right. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. Uh were you talking about the guy who was like a kind of an asshole, kind of a nerd? Uh, when they're all sitting in the table in the like the very first intro, yeah. all the babies. Basil. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah, he was for sure. He commanded <laughs> yeah. them for sure. Sylvester was kind of like the, although he did seem and he was the protagonist and he seemed like the main guy. Um, he was. You know, he's like the James Bond. James Bond doesn't run MI6. True. M does it's it. It's M. It's a good point. I like that. 
Uh, well, Scott, you got a furrowed brow. It seems like you have something to contribute. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out who is the boss of this movie. Okay. I think it was probably the, <laughs> the main lady who worked at um, Baby Corp. She yeah, was but, yelling all the time. But she did lose, though, didn't she? She came out on the bottom, I would say. Bosses sometimes lose. That's fair. I guess... I guess maybe I should ask Fair what play. the hell are you talking about when you say who's the boss of the movie? It's sort of an abstract um, idea. You just, it's, you, you know, it's whatever you think is the right answer. Okay, yeah, I'm going to stick with my answer of the, the mean lady who yelled a lot. And are you just picking that because she's literally the boss of Baby Corp? Yeah, the answer could not be more. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. I <laughs> who else that. would possibly be the boss of the movie? I could say... Uh, what the hell does I, that mean? I could say... Um, the plumber is the boss of the movie because no, because 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 he makes Whitman laugh and Whitman is one of the smartest creatures uh, in the whole world. So the plumber is the boss. I could well, say that's what makes someone the boss. Then call me the boss. You know what? Actually, my Miller highlight champagne of bits for this movie was. <laughs> you guys told me we could only pick one. You guys have both picked. Ten this, each. These security I one guards. At the end of the movie. These these security one. guards go over to the foster home to try and get Sly back. They're dressed up as repairmen. Sly is waiting for them at the top of the stairs. He has a dastardly plan with a ski. And the the first security guard walks in. He goes, "Oh, I get it. I'm gonna walk over this ski, and then you're gonna jump on, it, and it's gonna hit me in the balls. I'm not gonna let that happen." And then he does let it happen. And then the second guy comes up, and the same exact joke happens again. And it wasn't funny the first time. And it wasn't funny the second time. No. <laughs> they literally, I think, used the same shots the second time. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, you got a rap for us, Ryan? Unfortunately. I'm excited about it. You don't, don't, yeah, you don't have to... start it out like that. <laughs> Scott, Scott was passing so much judgment. Well, I, I, if you don't like it, I don't want to hear it. Scott. It's not something you're Scott, proud of. Scott has a lot of judgment. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember what I wrote down. So it could be great. Could be awesome. Uh, could be great. Remember it. It could find. be great or it could be awesome. Let's see. All right. You want? I don't know do how to wrap. Uh, do you want no, a? Uh, but you've been, you've done it for the past like 80 episodes. Have you not figured it out by now? Ryan, we don't ask you to do this because you're good at rapping. Okay. Do you want <laughs> me to give you a, a producer tag? Because I have one. Okay, you seem intent on giving me one, so. Dazzle Beats. Yo, it's baby geniuses. I made a rap about it. Coming in hot, Sylvester is not, a, not about this. Escaping these bars like there's a map around it. Cut, cut, cut. It's karate time. Everybody kung fu fighting. It's a party crime. Christopher Lloyd should go back in time. Forget this crimeable movie that completely undermines his acting career. The man was in Back to the Future. Now he's breeding some babies. Stop. <laughs> That's not the right word for that. This man ain't getting late. He's getting paid on that. <laughs> ain't even the half. I don't want. Okay. That ain't even the half of it. We love babies. We love babies. That's a quote from the movie. Please don't hate me, ladies. I'm just a rapper on a podcast about movies. Not from lately. I don't really know what's happening. Got roller coasters. Now they're saying. <laughs> Liars and thieves ain't a giant baby to please. Rob RoboZoo, no one sneeze. And a park filled with trees. But nothing in the basement. Babies trapped in cages, not complacent. Building towers made of blocks, God's gift, not a caveman. Sly man has escaped running through an alleyway. Oh. Dogs are barking. Homeless man wrapped in plastic. Home baby crying. It's fantastic. Not the crying, but the connection. The two babies are 
one, it's telepathic. Now he's hitting it. Oh, he's hitting with Curly, poking like the Mo, banging like Larry, and it's away we go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, wow, Ryan, that was awesome. <laughs> that, that was, was sick. <laughs> I don't. I got confused at what I, I wrote notice. down. That was amazing. That was sick, man. Fuck you, Scott. <laughs> Great job. Your sick. judgment screams. No, I enjoyed it. No, I, I mean, I couldn't do that. I, I lo- my favorite part was the I part where you, you said that the baby crying was a good thing, and then you were like, no, not the crying. <laughs> the other thing. Uh, <laughs> I like when you said, I love babies, and then you said, no, I don't actually. That was just a quote from the movie. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Come on. What do we got? Milk or Merlot? Is that what's next? Uh, yeah. All right, Scott. Now it's time for our second to last bit, Milk or Merlot. The part of the what podcast the where we talk about <laughs> the film. Milk. Milkum. Milk. What? Or. Milk. Comes from a cow. Or. Okay. Merlot. Oh, I see, I see. Like wine. Does it spoil like wine? Is it, is it a, sh- or fuck, spoil like milk? Yeah. Shitty movie. Or did it age like a fine mm. red? That's a really good segment. Yeah, that's spark- That's all Sparky. He's Props. the brains. He's the brains. Wow. I know he's not going to hear this. I'm but really yeah, upset about that. really good. <laughs> <laughs> really good idea for a, a segment. Yeah, he's not going to listen to this. What do you think, though, Scott? Um, is it milk or Merlot? Hmm. Um, well, I would dare to say it was already spoiled milk when it hit the silver screen <laughs> or the gold screen That's... back whenever it came out in the 80s. And That's... it's gotten worse and worse ever since then. And has been replaced by, you know, superior baby movies that have come out recently, like Boss Baby. Such as Boss Baby, yeah. Uh... Boss Baby, you know, the rest. I think there is something to be said for this movie just in the fact that it is entertaining because it is so bad. I do think that. But it is a milker. It's a it's a it's a honkin' milker. A chunky little milker. Ryan, thoughts? Yeah, no, it's for sure milk. Like I I got the gist of the movie from listening to you guys talk about it, and normally that never happens, so yeah, obviously it's a milk. Nice. Well, hey, I got a question. How many of these movies that you guys are watching, how many are milks and how many are Merlots? You know, I don't know if we've actually kept track of that. Have we, Ryan? <laughs> I mean, have you ever had a Merlot? We tried and failed because we tried at the 10, 10 movie mark and then that was it. That was the last time we took ranks. I mean, do you feel um, like you guys are watching Most of them, no. Mm. No, I do not. Most of the good movies don't come until like the top 10, so we got like 70 more weeks. I mean, the thing weeks. is about 1999 Jesus. is that the number one movie, the number <laughs> one movie is The Phantom Menace, so it's we're building up to one of the worst films of all time. <laughs> oh, so it's just downhill yeah, the from The Matrix? Here. No, there's, I mean, we... The Matrix? We get good ones. We get some good ones. Don't worry. We'll get there. Fight Club. Fight Club. Others. Oh, yeah, bring me in for Fight Club. No, we won't, but thank you. <laughs> Being John Malkovich yeah, was pretty that was a, good. That was a Merlot it. for sure. Hmm. anyways i guess uh let me check my watch yeah i guess not much left for us to do but uh find the legs huh got those legs ryan let me see because i looked down and i have so i have two legs right here so i i got that so honestly it shouldn't be that hard for you to find the legs because they're sort of nearby they're around all the time you could sort of look down and then just let me know where how many legs man 
Hey, why don't you explain what the segment is again for the uh, the fans who are just tuning in? No. Um, no. <laughs> no. This is the part right, of the so movie where I tell you the legs yeah, of the movie, we're trying to Scott. Figure out. We don't know what the legs are. But we've been using that as our ranking system. But first... What? Galapagos is winning at like yeah, 140. This 40-minute documentary that we watched called Galapagos uh, has an insane amount of legs. Has probably, the most legs? Yeah, probably because of all the animals in it. Um, yeah, that must be what it is. What? Um, You're counting the number of legs in the movie? No, we don't know. And the one with the most no, legs? No, no, no. You'll movie. hear in a second. We don't know what the legs you... are. We don't Scott, know what the listen, legs are. listen to me for a second, all right? Here's some other stats about this film first. The production budget of this film was $13 Ryan. million, dollars, but it made... In the box office, Ryan, it made $48 million. Ryan, we want to know the legs, so, bro. Wow. And back then, that was like, you know, $200 million, right? Oh, no, that that's adjusted for inflation. Wow. Also, Sp- Scott, don't interrupt him because the longer he takes to talk, the longer it's going to take him to get to the legs, <laughs> and that's all we're here for. So don't uh, even apparently. talk to him unless you're telling him to, to say the legs. I'm sorry. I just have to say it. Hey, say the legs. Thank you. Um, well, just opening weekend, it was you know that's not the legs. So you know that's not the, the legs. Gross. You know that's not the legs. Thank um, you. And the legs. Four point eight four. It's more than a lot yeah. of them. More than a that lot is... of them. Scott, if you figure out what the legs are, yeah. don't spoil it for Do not the tell rest us. of us. This this movie has almost double the average legs, I would say, of a film. What? Yeah, insane. Do the fans know what you're talking about? <laughs> no, I you're hope not going to ask fans. me to answer the question, right? Or do we? It's not a thing where we all go around and say. I, I no, don't Scott, know the answer to this to question. We're not trying to figure out what the legs are. <laughs> we don't want to know. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> we don't know. Well, but okay. It's like I think honestly, I think Scott has genuinely not listened to a single word out of our mouths this entire time. Ryan said we don't want to know the legs. <laughs> we don't want to hear them. If you figure it out, don't tell us. It ruins it for us. <laughs> I can assure you, I won't figure it out. So I'm not going to be saying anything. <laughs> okay, sick. Well, I guess that's it then. Yeah. All right. Okay, I well, just got the, it. Well, I see well, now. It's thirteen. There's thirteen legs. What's that? There's thirteen <laughs> legs. I just what? got it. I don't know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> 13 legs. No, there was 4.84. Baby Geniuses had 4.84 legs. Never mind. I was thinking of a different kind of legs. I'm totally off. Wow. What's the what's the movie next week, Ryan? You got that pulled up? Uh, the next movie is The Other Sister. Okay. Produced by Walt Disney. Okay. He makes great films. Um, <laughs> starring Juliette Lewis. Mm. Never heard of her. And Giovanni Ribisi. Ribisi. Okay. It would be funnier like if his a, name... Uh, European film. It would be funnier if his name was Ribisi. Tom Skerritt. Don't you guys know a Skerritt? Uh, hey, Police don't, Skerritt don't, don't, don't bring it up, Scott. man. Don't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know who this woman is. I've only ever heard her name yeah. in passing. Um, well, I'm pretty good for you to just dox her on the pod. <laughs> you doxed me. I doxed you. We doxed her. It's all we, funny she, games. he doxing. Uh, well, that's it. That's it, folks. Right, yeah. Thank you for listening. I have been your regular host, Tino Mickens. Scott, that's right. And I'm you... your celebrity uh, guest expert, Scott. Okay, thank you. And as always, I'm Ryan. Good night. See you next week. No. No, Scott. Yeah, let me go at the end again? Okay. Good night. Good night. Have a
Thank you.